Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry Howes. Thanks for joining me. We've had an interruption, as everybody is aware, in the economy, sort of a government-sanctioned turn the lights out. There's going to clearly be some winners and some losers in this, industry-wide, company-wide. And all of this required liquidity, people need to buy groceries, and they'll buy groceries before they pay rent. This liquidity is going to come at a price. A uh, Well, more about that later. Unemployment, still 4.4. Interestingly enough, and I'm sure it's no surprise to anybody, the CPI came in 1.5 as opposed to 2.3, 2.4. It's creeping down. Even though gasoline is cheap, it hardly had any impact at all. It's everything else that has slowed inflation growth in the system. Core still 2.1. One of the reasons we want a relatively quick recovery is we get that inflation, well, back. Two is a good number. We don't want it to collapse. Oil. I actually saw a uh, contract this morning for 11 and a quarter a barrel for delivery in June. Whew. Typical contract right now, $18.27. That's a little bit more than what it costs the Saudis to pump it out of the ground, but oil's cheap. The unemployment numbers looks pretty dramatic. Over the years, we'll always have this huge spike in the numbers. 5.2 million last week. Well, the accuracy of the numbers, it's going to be in the ballpark. Some of these state unemployment systems are all online and very sophisticated. Some of them are still requiring you fill out the form and drop it in the mailbox. These aren't seasonally adjusted, and they'll be refined over the course of time. But it's just leaving the message right now. Many of these states, California and Texas specifically, have a lot of gig workers. Gig workers, I love that term. It's an Uber driver. That's uh, a lot of things that are sort of off the traditional employment grid. These people have not been in the employment unemployment system. They don't have employers. They're running their own show. But they have applied into the system because the government is going to provide funds. Again, I think since the lights got turned out, it's important that these people be able to buy groceries until they can get back to doing Uber and whatever else they were doing clothing, restaurants, hospitality, sporting goods, all that kind of stuff have all sort of taken a hit in retail sales. Grocery stores have, amazingly enough, increased their sales in direct correlation to the amount of sales that restaurants have lost. I'm sure you're not surprised. There are several other industries that have shown small increases, general merchandise, and that's not all just masks. How these retailers change, we'll know pretty soon. Neiman Marcus, I'm sure they're gonna file bankruptcy this week. Walmart continues to do very well. Costco continues to do very well. There are retailers that will clearly prosper and show that they have great control over their own supply chain. And there are those that if they were just hanging on, they are not going to survive this interruption. U.S. auto sales is indicative of a lot of things going on. A lot of this is the fact that the rental car agencies are dumping their cars in the used car market and prices have collapsed. And the new market, here's an interesting spike down. 
New auto sales dropped like a rock. And I think that will correct itself here pretty soon. There's very likely to be a lot of people that are going to buy cars now and drive themselves around. There's going to be a hit in the popularity of public transportation, buses and trains. Might be a seasonal shift in how cars are being sold and what kind of cars are being sold. But this is a hugely important part of American industry. It will bounce back. This would be exceptionally bad news for a country like Germany, who basically just sells cars. Their numbers are as bad. It's difficult to say today whether they will transition back when the lights come back on. Shouldn't be surprised that petroleum usage is down like this, indicative of the price being $18 a barrel. The issue in the oil industry is there's no place to store it. They run out of tankers to fill up. They've run out of batteries in the field. I don't think the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve has been replenished, so there's a little bit of space there. But everywhere else, all this oil that's been pumped is sitting around waiting to be sold. The Chicago Federal Reserve isn't really in charge of deciding whether we're in a recession or not, but they do what's known as the Fed Activity Index. Their index is very accurate, it's very timely. I think what we have here is a great indicator that activity has slowed. We know that. It has stopped for two and a half, three weeks, maybe a month. That doesn't mean we're in a recession, which is two quarters of negative growth. I still don't think we're going to go there. The GDP numbers that we see have been for the fourth quarter of 2019. They're pretty robust, 2.1. The first quarter of 20, the first estimate isn't due out here for a little while. It might not be half bad. It's such a lagging indicator. It's probably well after the fact, once the economy gets the lights turned back on again, whether it means anything at all. But I still don't think we're going to have a recession. Here's the S&P 500. This looks like a classic V recovery, quick recovery. Earnings have been okay. We know that reported earnings are going to be bad for a little while. They're not going to stay bad. So the market is reacting. We're back up right where the last round of earnings numbers indicate the market should be. Well, there we are. I think it's more likely that we will have a W shape. We'll get down, we'll have correct a little more, then we'll head back and start marching back to where we were. We're not going to be there in 2020. Don't quote me on that. It's very unlikely we won't be there in 2020. But the market is avoiding a lot of the drama. We understand that the earnings are going to be here. When the lights went out, a lot of these companies were already having slightly lower earnings. That's okay. We knew it. It isn't a secret. Several consumer companies, Johnson & Johnson, Procter & Gamble, Costco, they've done a great job delivering what it is they're supposed to do. And they're taking the path of, well, they're increasing their dividend. They're keeping their stockholders happy by paying out bigger dividends, not supporting the price by buying their shares back, which has been very popular the last couple of years. That's probably a seasonal change going forward. A lot of these companies are going to do very well. They already have a fair amount of money, most of them. And they will pay out dividends and spend less time and money buying their shares back. 
The world is spending a tremendous amount of money on the coronavirus. The United States, two and a half trillion will probably be dedicated to this. Everybody else will be less. One, they don't have the money. Two, China and India, they have way too many people and the money just isn't gonna go anywhere specifically. The US is probably doing as best as it can, given that we're dealing with a new environment here. Make sure people can buy food, maybe help them with a little rent. We're just gonna have to deal with the fallout as the summer comes around. We're already gonna commit as a percentage of GDP, which is a very important measure, as much money to the coronavirus almost as we did to World War II. Yes, it's a huge thing. Some of that's going to be an argument that says, gee, did we need to spend two and a half trillion dollars to not stress out the healthcare industry? Well, maybe we spent two trillion dollars to spread out a little bit so some of these people who really got their rug pulled out from underneath them have an opportunity to get through this until things get going again. That's probably a better description of the situation. Internationally, most of it's bad news. You look at Romania, who supplies most of the grain for the Mediterranean. Well, they're not shipping it anymore. They're going to hang on to it. It just goes on and on and on all over the place. But a lot of you have seen your emerging market positions sold out, sitting in cash. Yeah, this is why. We haven't seen such a flight of money in a long time, if perhaps ever. People are just leaving. Everybody understands that a lot of these countries are not going to do well after this. They didn't have the liquidity. The people that really got hurt when tourism stopped in the Mediterranean, flight stopped, when travel stopped, a lot of those people that really got hurt are going to stay hurt for a while around the world. So capital is simply not going there, not helping them out. That's where we are whether everybody has their own personal virus kit hanging on the hat rack or not, we'll know more by the fourth quarter. Anyway, we're moving ahead. Thanks for watching. You have any questions, send me an email, info at shwj.com. Happy to answer it. Thanks for joining me.